Aloha party people, you are listening to Inside the Desert Oasis Room, episode number 110. This episode is sponsored by The Tonga Hut. Opened in 1958, The Tonga Hut in North Hollywood is LA's oldest continuously run tiki bar. With locations in both North Hollywood and Palm Springs, California, The Tonga Hut serves classic tiki cocktails in a classic tiki setting. Dine in a secret tiki hideaway or learn about rum and rum history at one of their educational seminars. And if you're up to the challenge, take the journey to join the loyal order of drooling bastards. For information on events, rum rum club, and more, go to tongahut.com or find them on Facebook or Instagram. Today we chat with musical guest Leia Love. Leia Love is a Southern California born and raised singer-songwriter with a rich Hawaiian, Japanese, and Samoan heritage. Leia graciously joins me over a cup of coffee to chat about her performance background and the future of her music. Check out her new single No Feels on all music platforms and give her a follow on Facebook or Instagram at Leia Love Music. As always, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did bringing it to you. And if you did, hit that subscribe button. Subscribing makes it easier for you to follow our adventures. Shares on your social media pages are always appreciated. And if you'd like to help support the show, go to DesertOasisRoom.com and click on the donate button. Every donation, no matter the size, is totally appreciated and helps keep this podcast coming to you every week. Okay, let's get into this. Here's my chat with Leia Love. I hope you enjoy it. Should you say it? Say what's on your mind. You should just say it. Cause I think it all the time. Hey boy, no mystery. I can see it in your eyes when you look at me. I've been having a hard time, so I'm writing this poem, deep thoughts in every line. But lay a love, I really wish that you were mine, and I would never have to share you with no other guy. No other guy can come around, cause I'm a yeah, y'all. I'll be the place in the treble out the stereo. I'll be your captain, baby, I can sail your boat. I'll be the proudest man if I take you home. Say it, say it, say what's on your mind. You should just say it, cause I think it all the time. Cause if you want it, you got it, boy. Don't play me like a toy. I'm telling you that it's the real thing. You should just say it, you 
Kiorana. Good, it's going good. How are you? Yeah. Now, do you say Kiorana or Kiora? Kiora. You say Kiora. Yeah, okay. that's, that's how I would say it if I... Well, do you know what? So I go to the Cook Islands every year. Oh, wow. So I say Kiorana. Kiorana. Yeah, Kiorana. So is that in the Cook Islands? That's in the Cook like Islands. Okay, I didn't know that. But then when you go to Tahiti, they change it to Kiora. No, Tahiti is Maruru. Oh, it is? Yes. So Kiora, Kiora is, is uh, New Zealand. New Zealand, New yes. Zealand yeah. Okay. I know that I'll much. I'll get that right. <laughs> yeah, I'll get that right. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. I'm so excited to finally meet you. Yes, likewise. Thank you for having me. So for our listeners out there, Leia Love is a recording artist that I want to call your music soulful reggae. That makes sense. But I know that it's more than just reggae style. I know that you have R&B as also something that you like to dabble in. And for our listeners that are not really familiar with your musical background or your background in general, let's let's get into a little bit about how all of this got started. Um, okay, I've been, um, so I'm born and raised in Oceanside, California. Oceanside, San Diego based. yeah. Um, and I've been singing since I was a kid. Uh, grew up just listening to so many different genres and which you can kind of tell in my style of music, the way I sing, the way I write. Um, but growing up, you know, Polynesian, I'm Hawaiian, Samoan, Japanese. Okay. Uh, so I come from a very diverse background and my parents just kind of always had music blasting my grandparents. And so you come from a musical family? Not in the sense that like nobody sings, nobody plays okay. instruments, but it like my brother is just super, just loves music, you yeah, know? And yeah. so, and same with my parents and my dad. Growing up, he would play that old school Hawaiian music, you know, yeah. um, while working on the yard or whatever. And um, that's how I grew to love that. And I was also a dancer, I was okay. a Polynesian dancer okay. for most of my life. Um, so just being involved in that entertainment aspect and learning my culture through dance, too, has really influenced a lot of the things that I do today. What would you say was your biggest influence? Like, what did you listen to when you were growing up? <sighs> Aretha Franklin. Aretha. I loved Aretha. I loved, um, and then, you know, I was born in the 90s, and so it's like a lot of old school 90s R&B, Monica, uh, right. Brandy. Um, that was a time. Oh, yeah. There was a, a slice of R&B there that is different from today. Oh, 90s R&B is like... 90s R&B is the best R&B, right, in my opinion. Right, you know, and so I, I grew up listening to a lot of that. Um, I love Diana King, which was a lot of like the... R&B, but really reggae influenced. Um, and then Christina Aguilera, Alicia Keys, right. um, Yolanda Adams, which is in the gospel realm. Um, so anything growing up, I just knew that I wanted to be in the music industry because of the way that the, this music made me feel. Okay. And it wasn't just like reggae. It wasn't just R&B. It wasn't just pop or whatever. It, it could be anything. And if I even like country music, okay. you know, so whatever made me feel good was what I liked. Okay. So. Okay. Now, when you actually... We're growing up and you're singing all this music. Was it a thing that you thought you'd ever be doing in the future as a grown person? Like a, you're yes. going to pursue a musical career? It was. Definitely. It was. I remember um, when I first started to get into music, my parents tell me that I used to like in, uh, re or 
redo like songs or I would just kind of mess around and come in and be like, I want to sing for you. And then it wasn't until maybe I was about like seven or eight, they said until where they could actually hear like, wow, she can sing, you know, like she's in key. And then I was 10 years old and I got asked to sing the national anthem. Oh, you're kidding me. Yeah, for the uh, Tahiti Fets, one of the Tahiti Fets. And I actually forgot the words right in the middle, (laughs) right before and the Rockets Red Glare, I stood there and the whole crowd started singing it. Yeah. So I kind of have a phobia of seeing the national anthem right. just because of that. It takes me back. But um, I just remember that feeling. And like I, and then I got into sixth grade and I started entering like singing competitions. And I never understood why it was so important to me. Yeah. Like why yeah. I wanted to be so good at this. Why I wanted to do this. And then I got on stage and I just knew I wanted to live that feeling forever. Yeah, you just felt that calling, Something, right? exactly. Something like, was you know, I never you. felt that. Even being a dancer, I loved it. But I knew that like it wasn't something I wanted to do forever. Yeah. Um, and then I started to, you know, kind of push little, like enter little competitions here and people started to, Oh, she can sing like in high school and I'd perform at rallies. And that's just kind of how my career started to become something serious. I think after high school, I was like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And it was hard because like growing up in a Polynesian family, you know, you go to school, you get married. I was just going to say, and not just poly, poly Asian. Yeah. Which is like school and the professional. Yeah, like, education. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're they're very big on that. Music wasn't really, my grandparents weren't really behind it at first. Yeah. And it took a while for them to kind of see, okay, she really is good at this. She's passionate about it. And we're going to like yeah. help her pursue her dreams. Now, did you ever go to any kind of uh, training? Did you have a voice coach? Or oh, yeah. Did you go to um, school? I worked with, well, I was in choir all throughout middle school and then a little bit of high school. And then I started working with Ryan Toby, who is a huge writer. Um, and I started working with him. We had a mutual friend and our friend was like, yo, like you need to start working with him. Yeah. He's, and then he's just become a friend ever since. And I'll kind of get with him. Like if I'm going to sing the national anthem, for instance, or if I have a really big performance coming up and vocally, like I'll, I'll go back with him and train with him for a couple of weeks or months at a time. That national anthem, I've been told, is one of the hardest songs the to hardest. sing. The hardest. Because of all of the octaves, right? Not even, yeah, that and then, you know, which we've learned from Fergie. We don't want to, um, <laughs> we don't want to switch it up. You know, no, and she no. had, she made an uh, announcement apologizing because you just, it, it's one of those records. Well, the thing songs. is, she's an artist, so she wants to put her twist right. on it and, 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 and no put her personality in there you know so um. no I mean like you know we can't blame her for that that's what artists do right, right? but it's it, this with this one it's like you ha- you gotta just do it the way well you done. know people are very passionate about <laughs> unless you're Marvin Gaye patriotism you heard that one? Marvin Gaye yeah he switched his up and if you haven't seen that I'm gonna suggest you go watch that on YouTube so yeah we'll have to look that one that up. one is amazing yeah. um but yeah so it's it's just a one of those songs you just if you can sing it you're you can sing yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> And you've worked with other artists in your yeah. career. Let's throw out those names out there because um, I think people might be surprised. So as far as the island market goes, you know, Sammy J, Common Kings, um, they've been behind a lot of my projects, you know, um, uh, writers, Ryan Toby, um, who else have I? Just so many different like producers and writers. I've been doing this for so long. It's like I'm trying to go back in time right now. Yeah, I know. Because I, you know, I've I've worked with just so many different so types many people. of people, and yeah. then like my last record, which was Doctor, uh, mm-hmm. not No Feels, but before that, when we released Doctor, uh, that was written by Analea. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with her, yeah, but I know she's Analea. a yeah. female artist as well. And then produced by producers from Atlanta who mm-hmm. worked with like Trey songs, different artists like that. So, unless you're really in like to looking up credits, people would never know, like, right? You right. know, writers and producers right. and all that thing. But um, 
I worked uh, with No Feels, my boy Juan, who's worked with the game. Um, okay. Also with a lot of the island um, artists as well. So just like a lot of different people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is anybody that you particularly want to shout out that you really enjoyed working with? Oh, let's see. I love who I'm working with now, who's Juan Rios um, and Chaz, who's one of my producers. Um, they're just such amazing producers, writers, musicians that they're able to, when you get a vocalist like me and someone like them coming together, it's just like peanut butter and jelly. Just right, goes, right. you know? So I think I, I really enjoy working with them. And I just had a meeting before I got here. That's why I was okay. a little late. That's all right. Um, but it was a great meeting and we're actually going to be, I'm going to be working with some pretty dope writers and producers from now on. Um, as Ooh, well, that's so. exciting. Yeah. yeah. So I won't say too much, but you know, just be okay. on the lookout for All right. that. So. All right. <laughs> okay. Now I want to talk about your music. You have a very, as I mentioned, soulful R&B ish style, which is a little bit different than what people expect to hear when they are looking up island reggae artists. Right. And, I know that it's like you, you, you told me that that's 90s influence. Have you heard that before? How would you describe your music? Um, oh, yeah, I've heard that before. I like to tell all people that I'm an R&B vocalist with a island reggae influence. Okay. And I say that because growing up, I only sang R&B. Yeah. You know, covering all the queens, all the divas, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's what I thought that I was going to be doing forever. I'd be doing R&B music, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but being Polynesian and really getting into the industry, you start to kind of like learn, okay, let me break into this one. And if I can do this and if I can get my people behind what I'm doing, then I'll be able to survive anywhere in the music industry. And that's how I personally feel. Okay. And that's kind of what made me really push into the island reggae. And then being able to tour and do shows off of that and seeing people's reaction to what I was doing. It made me want to create more island reggae music uh, for my people, yeah, you yeah. know, but at the same time, and it's funny that we're talking about this because the person I was talking to earlier today told me the same exact thing. I was like, I don't look at you as an island reggae artist. I look at right, you as right. like R&B with R &B. that influence. I, I would think that you, you're more of an R&B artist than yeah. an island reggae And I think what makes me island reggae is what's running through my blood, being sure. Polynesian, yeah. you know, and showing young Polynesian girls, like, you can pursue and you can be anything. You don't have to just do reggae or yeah. you don't have yeah. to just be in this lane. And that's the hardest thing for me. But one of the biggest rewards is that I'm finally starting to break through by doing what I wanted to do. Still have that reggae sound, but still show people I'm an R&B vocalist. Yeah. You yeah. know, so. Yeah, it, it's a very diverse sound yeah and uh, which can be hard for people because a lot of people don't know how to perceive me they're like is she reggae is right, she right. do i like her do i not <laughs> there was a, a, there was a thought that comes to mind when you say that you know there was a time when bruno mars was writing music for other people and you know he's like one of the most successful right pop artists bruno today mars. right love Every, bruno we mars. all love bruno mars love and <laughs> yeah what's up bruno <laughs> come on the show sometime <laughs> and you know like I remember there was a time when they were saying they didn't know how to market him, you know, like, how do we market this guy? Is he pop? Is he R&B? Is he black? Is he Islander? Is right. He, you know what I mean? Like, and maybe that's why I've been so, and it's funny you say that because I, I, Bruno Mars is one of my biggest influence from a writer, producer, performer, vocalist, whatever it is. Yeah. And I've always like, kind of like clenched on that you know with him is that um he's so different but so like people love him yeah and yeah. it's funny you say that because 
that's the same thing I feel sometimes. It's like they don't know, like, you know, what is she? Is she right, Polynesian? Right. Is she Asian? Is she Hispanic? Like, right. but that's why we. But that might like be this. a good thing because then you you cross all genres right. that way, right? Exactly. Yeah. So let's talk about your songwriting process. How do you develop your lyrics? Oh. Um, I'm I'm leaning into and I'm 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 working towards this new song. Honestly, um, I write from the heart. So if I'm going through something, um, usually a lot of like really effed up boys. Yeah, you know who you are. (laughs) Um, You know those boys that like to toy with the hearts. A lot of my music has come comes off of that. Uh, what it's just really what I'm feeling like there'll be days where I'll go into the studio knowing I have to track something specific right. you know it's like okay you got a deadline you got to drop this single but so and so just toyed with my heart the night before you know, and like, I'm putting I, you in the no, song exactly yeah everyone's gonna know about what you right. did to me you know yeah. and so it's like no this is my therapy and so sometimes I'm like we're scratching that for now right we're gonna record this right so I you know my process starts with either notes on my cell phone or my notepad that I write in yeah and then from there we go to voice notes on my phone to just kind of track what I'm feeling and then I link with like my musician friends and we build how long does that normally take it can take, like, I have a few songs that are going to come out on my next project that I've written two years ago. Oh, wow. You know, but okay. No Feels, I wrote that um, in a couple hours, yeah. in a couple days. Yeah. Like, it was very... Because even though it's called No Feels, you were feeling it. Yes. Yes, that is, that you is were, the... She was feeling it. Feeling you. You know, that is the secret behind that. Um, which, um, if you want to go into that, like, about No Feels... Let's talk about that. That's a great transition because... We have this new single that just dropped, No Feels. And, and I want to get the story behind that because I, I think that our listeners would find that yes. interesting. <laughs> so No Feels, um, it, you know, it's funny as my mom the other day was like, who'd you write No Feels about? <laughs> and um, we were sitting at a table and we started laughing because all my homegirls, you know, they're like, mm, but it wasn't specifically about one person. It okay. was about maybe a but couple one person, people. Did one person inspire it? Um, in a way, but it was more of like the situations I found myself in, you know, it was like, okay, I'd start talking, talking to this guy and then it'd be like, so surfaced our relationship, you know? And it's like, Oh, like I kind of like you, but I don't want to tell you I like you because I'm, you know, a bad B. I don't, I don't show that side of me first. And then it, you know, then it would go away. We stopped talking and then I, you know, I meet someone new and then it's the same situation. Like we're hanging out on a Sunday afternoon, you know, you're flirting, you're whatever, but it's like, you're not telling me you like me. And I feel like in today's day, like in the era and the generation we're in, so many people want to hide that. You know, and it's like, but why can't we go back to like the 80s and 90s, yeah. the 70s when love was like, you know, that's what you wanted. Yeah. You tell someone like, I'm I think, feeling you. Like, I think part of it is that people feel vulnerable, right? Yeah. They and don't want to. They don't want. Yeah. That's that's the, for that's, me. I'm afraid of rejection. And I'll oh, say that We right all now, are. We're human. You know? We're human. And right? so my biggest thing is like, I don't ever want to be the first to say that I'm feeling you. And I also don't want to be the one to get rejected. Yeah. So it's always easier to be like. Nah, you know, I'm a cool girl. Yeah. I don't care. I don't catch feelings. Because, you know, if you put yourself out there and then you get shot down. Right. You got to live it down for in front of that person for the, as long as right. you know and them you know, now. And it's right? your pride. And as like a woman, it's like you don't ever want to like come yeah. off like that. Yeah. And but I think with no feels, I'm basically saying everything. But then I wrap it up with no feels. But I'm feeling you. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's like I'm confusing people in a way. <laughs> like, so do you like me? Do you not like me? And I confuse myself. So, yeah. It really was just a vibe. You know, we kind of just played off of a vibe. And that's kind of where No Feels came about. Because I feel like I'm always in my feels. Like, you go on my Twitter account. You read all my captions under my pictures. Like, I'm always in my feels. And people will always say it. And so I had to write a song kind of like 
the opposite of it, but not really. <laughs> yeah. Has anybody said anything to you about, girl, I totally relate to that. Oh, yes. Because so, I'll tell you, from a guy's perspective, at least for my experience, guys go through that too. Oh, yeah. Guys, I think, deal with it worse. And then they try to like be macho and like, nah, like I got commitment issues. Right, right. I, you know, I can't try to commit right now. It's not the right time. Or I got... Whatever. I don't even want to, I don't want to put nobody out. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say it, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, that's a lot of, you know, and I'm okay with saying that, like I make music from the females for women yeah, because yeah. as a woman, I listen to music that is for me, that, that, yeah. that whatever I'm going through, you know, there's a lot of female artists out there and, you know, I do like male artists. I'm not a feminist, for that, <laughs> but, um, I think when I'm in the studio, I'm, I'm writing from a woman's perspective always, and I'm always go- coming from what I'm going through, and to see that people can relate to that, yeah. especially with no feels, because it is a relationship type of song, or, you know, it is about a relationship or feelings, whatever. So many girls are like, yes, yes, girl, <laughs> like, you know, and I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Like, yeah. people are relating to what well, you I'm know, for, going for your fans, you are a voice for them. Right. Yeah, so you, you, so you, you got to represent. Yeah, so. and, I, and then that's the most, like... That's the beautiful thing about music and putting your music out is yeah. you never know who's going to like it. People are going to hate it. Are they going to love it? And this is my heart. This is a part of my story. So you have to kind of like prepare yourself for that. But then when people are responding in a good way, yeah. it is such a like nostalgic feeling. Yeah. I can't even explain it. Yeah. <laughs> so with that said, uh, I guess that's one way to get to know you, right? Hearing the lyrics and the yeah. music that you perform and, and then and knowing that these are part of the experiences of your life. But for some of the fun stuff, I've got a couple questions here that I think that uh, will be fun for your fans and for our listeners to see how you answer. So these are get to know you questions. Okay. All right. So are you ready for this? I'm ready. All right. Here we go. Uh, this is my favorite question. If you could have any superpower... What would it be and why? I think I'm in a, I would, I would regret this if I, if this really was true, if I could really gain this power, but I honestly think I'd want to be invisible Okay. <laughs> for all you shady people out there. No, um, I think that's what it would be because then, you know, like I could be like a fly on a wall yeah. somewhere that like, but not do even you want to know, hear, like, like if you hear somebody like just talking smack about yeah, you? Yeah, see, that's the downside. But it's like, I guess I would want to know because then it's like, it's probably somebody that I think really likes me. Sometimes and I'm ignorance like, oh. is bliss. Right. And yeah. so, you know, that and then I think on a creative perspective, like to sit in somebody like, could you imagine sitting in like Bruno Mars's like creative session? Oh, yeah. And just like being able to sit there and soak it all in yeah. and then like yeah. go to my session. And <laughs> yeah. So but, um, I think that that would probably be my thing. <laughs> I've, I've told you before, I think that the one that I always say is that I'd like to be able to eat whatever I want to yeah. eat without like getting fat. But. I would say that, but then I didn't want to copy you. So no, like... that's okay. You can copy me. Because <laughs> I probably would want that too. Yeah. I think everybody would want that, right? I, I have I have a cousin who, he eats whatever he wants. He'll eat Tommy Burger at two in the morning and he's been skinny his whole life. Oh, I got cousins like that too. Yeah. Oh God, I hate that. Sometimes I just want to cut him. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, you know what? Like, I don't like, want to oh, hear it. I'm going to cut this. You. And I'm like, no, I can't eat that. Like, you don't understand. I look at a French fry and I gain five pounds. Like, yeah, it's just yeah, no. Yeah. But then it's the Polynesian in me. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So question number two, if you could travel to any point in time, when would it be and why? I think the seventies. 70s. I'm, I'm super influenced by the 70s. Um, fashion, music, um, that whole era of like that hippie era of love and where we were then. You know, we were not the 90s. We were, 
even though well, you're like 90s inspired. I, mean, I was born in the 90s, so I feel like I still, I was a baby. I was, you know, I was born 91. And so it was like, I was young when all that music was coming out, okay. but I still feel like I have a connection to that okay. right now, okay. you know? So if I literally had to go back in time, I'd say the 70s, that hippie like era. And I feel like it's kind of coming back. Yeah. You know, a lot yeah. of people like, you know, co- like, well, not really Coachella anymore, but like Burning Man and those kind of things. Like that was all like things that were happening all the time in the 70s yeah, you yeah. know so and fashion the 70s fashion yeah. was like everything yeah it was out there it was out it there was, for sure it was, yeah. it, but it was that whole like vibe i don't know yeah. i just love the 70s it was i think a more carefree time exactly right? people weren't walking around with their cell phones we didn't have social that, media that we had to maintain every around, day like, you know yeah things happen in every life and era or whatever but like i said like that whole love like that love yeah, era yeah. was there like hippies and love hippies and just and love. Yeah. being free yeah yeah okay so here's a fun one i i never get the answer that um well let's let's put it this way every time i think about what my answer is going to be i can never figure out if that's what i would actually do so the question is if you're being robbed and and then told that if you didn't impress them with your dance moves <laughs> they would kill you <laughs> what what dance moves would you bust out all right, this is a tough question um, because, you know, I have a lot of different dance moves I can bring out. <laughs> I know, I know. I've seen the videos. Um, <laughs> oh, shoot. Uh, um, but so I'm going to go with twerking. Here's the thought. Is it, is it twerking? So, Depends. Is it a man or a woman holding me off? Oh, see, that's a great question. No one's ever asked me that. So my thought is, are we going to try to make them laugh? Right. Are, are we, we going to try to entertain like... them? Or are we really going to try to impress them to work right. like, oh, dude, show me how to do that? Because if we're going to try to make him laugh, right? Do you remember when Will Smith used to do, he called this thing called dumb dancing, where he'd have the serious face, but he would do these like, really crazy Prince? moves. Yeah, I was in Fresh Prince. I think I remember. When he would do the running man, but he yeah. would exaggerate, like pumping yeah, yeah, his yeah, arms. Yeah. Maybe I would do the, um, what's his name? The Oh, the Carlton. The Carlton? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I might just stick with the, this is maybe some Tahitian dance moves. This, oh, there you go. You know, yeah. bust it out. Island girl. You got to do that. <laughs> Okay, should I keep going with these questions? You want to, sure. you want to do a couple more? Keep okay. Going. What product would you seriously stockpile if you found out it wasn't going to be made anymore? Does Starbucks count? Oh, we can't say Starbucks. <laughs> um, coffee. Coffee? Whatever kind of coffee. I love coffee. So you like your drugs? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> coffee is my. Now, do you start every morning with a cup of coffee? Because I'm not really a coffee person. I do. Do you? Um, well, yeah. Every day, I have a cup of coffee. I had a friend who said, "I gotta go see my drug dealer right now. I'll be right back." And, he's and it was going, coffee. He was going to yeah, going to Starbucks. Yeah, and yeah. it's weird because it's really that like you know how they have like those memes and everything like, but first coffee. Yeah. You know, and when I was younger, it was like you know you don't really think about it as much, but then when you get older, you're like, yeah, but first coffee. Like yeah. you really feel like, and it's probably a mental thing. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm in a bad mood, and then the minute I have coffee, I'm like, mm, you know, and it's like okay, <laughs> like, but it is what it is. I live in there LA. I'm so you know. So, That's what we do. one last question. Okay. We love your music. I know you love to sing your music. But if you weren't singing your music, what are you singing in the shower or in the car? Whitney. I want to dance Whitney, with Whitney, really? Yeah, oh, okay. I love that song. Clock strikes upon me. <laughs> that one. Um, Adele. You know, all the Sam yeah. Smith. Yeah. All the divas. Because that's just the moment you go in. Yeah. You know? But... 
Yeah, and uh, you know, Selena is one of my biggest. Um, oh, really? Selena was one of my biggest influences growing up. Um, well, the first time I watched the movie, you know, yeah. I was like seven years old, and then I started looking up all her music and just. I think the first song I haven't even covered was um, "Como la flor." Okay. I didn't know what it meant. I yeah, had no yeah, idea, yeah. but I just loved the song. Yeah. Um, so I find myself singing a lot of Selena in the shower. <laughs> okay. And the car. And the car. I listened in the car. I listened to a lot of my music. Okay. Because I, I feel like I drive a lot, um, especially back and forth from San Diego to LA, and that's kind of my time to like reflect on my music. Are you doing that to be critical and and are you you're always seeking improvement, or are you doing that just because you enjoy the music? I think a little bit of both. Okay. I love to hear like when I'm in the studio and I create something, and then you get the mix back. Yeah. Over and over, I'll listen to it. You know, just to be critical, but because I love it too, and like it goes back to my situations that I'm in, like doing music and creating music is kind of like therapeutic. And it's like, okay, I'm able to, I was able to release whatever I was like dealing with in my heart, in my soul, like into music. And I feel like I can kind of move on, you know, from that. And then I'm a visual person. Like all my videos you see, all of that is all directed by me for the most part. I write my treatments. I, you know, help my cousin who's here, Desiree, she helps a lot style my stuff. Um, But we sit for hours and days and I'll send her things. Does this go? Does this go? You know, so I listen to the song first and you listen to it over and I just kind of go to a place where whatever vision I see with that record is kind of what I create off of the visual. Very cool. Very cool. So before we wrap this up, What's the future of Leia Love? Ah, the future is looking up. Now, um, <laughs> I'm actually going to Samoa. I'm getting ready to go to Samoa in okay. the beginning of November. I'll be performing for the Samoana Jazz and Arts Festival in both American and Western. So that's going to be such an amazing experience. I've been to Samoa twice, but never for my music. Okay. You know, so this is something new for me, but very, I'm super it's excited. It's on my bucket list. I haven't been there yet. Beautiful place. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, so I'm, I'm doing that, and then when I get back, um, I have a few shows lined up, and then I will be releasing another uh, single, and then my project, my very first EP is coming in very 2019. Cool. So very cool. Be pretty much in like the beginning. We're, we're shooting for the beginning, um, but just new music. You know, the main thing is to push music out and show the world like who yeah. I really am. Keep me in the loop of that, so our listeners can hear it. Yes, yeah, we'll for make sure. Our listeners for sure. Hear all that. So if they want to hear what you've got out now. Uh, let's promote your social media. Do yeah, you um, if you want to hear my music, keep up with shows, you can follow me at Leia Love Music, um, L-E-A-L-O-V-E Music, or you can hit me up on LeiaLoveMusic.com, um, which will take you to all of my um, streaming sites. Uh, there's my calendar on there showing all the updated um, shows coming up and all of that good stuff. Um, but pretty much, you can Google Leia Love and I should pop up. Very cool. Yeah. It was so nice to sit yes, here and chat with you. I love doing this kind of stuff. So yeah. thank you for having and me. And for the record, as a coffee person, I think it's weird that I've got a cup of coffee and you don't. I know. I was already yeah. late, so I didn't want to keep you waiting because I'm like, I'm going to go get my coffee real quick. I'm 20 minutes late, but hold on. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, no, but good. thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Oh, thank, thanks for being here. And for all you listeners out there, if you have any questions, comments, or just want to leave a shout out, check us out on Inside the Desert Oasis Room in, on Facebook. That's our Facebook group. Uh, you can follow us at Polynesian Pop. But make sure you check out at Leia Love Music. Yes. Check me out. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Cheers and aloha. Aloha.